This is the What's Next podcast, Houston's number one platform where I invite creatives to share their journeys and give us a depiction of their visions. Most importantly, the last question I'll ask is, what's next? Yo, Pierre. Don't say it. Do not say it. Don't say Listen, it. Listen, I told you it was going to be different, dog. Yeah, I told you it was going to be different. Episode number 66, y'all, with my boy Pierre Simon is in the building. Let's get it. What's up, baby? I'm here. Let's go. I'm ready. Let's go. Big ready. Yo, I feel like 95. We're talking about UH, UH 09, 2010, 2011. Let's go. Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Welcome back to episode number 66 of the What's Next podcast, a production of Still Visionary, Inc. Pierre. Round of applause for you. I think there's a lot of people in here. <laughs> All right, I see y'all. <laughs> oh, man. Um you know, we're going to do things a little bit differently today at Houston, Texas. Um, with that being said. I would like to make a few comments. Concerning I just the need y'all to understand where we're going today with this podcast. Come on, man. There's a difference. Mm. When you study the historic nature mm. of revolution. Let's go. When it rains and pours, let me change the forecast, Lord. Give me the strength. Hurricanes are more. If hurricanes are all that remain in store for me, dang. I guess I'm a bang bang some more. Listen, um, Pierre, I wanted to stop it right there. Yeah. Um, welcome to episode 66 of the What's Next podcast, production of Still Visionary, Inc. My name is John Ross Dyke the first. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter, John Ross Dyke and Still underscore Visionary. If you would, connect with me on LinkedIn, subscribe to my YouTube channel, like my fan page on Facebook, and visit my website at stillvisionary.com. In front of you, directly in front of you, I have all my paraphernalia. I want to get out of the way. Do you want to introduce your social media handles or should I do it for you? You know, it's pretty simple if I may be so bold. My name is Pierre Simon. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Mr. Pierre Simon, M-R-P-I-E-R-R-E-S-I-M-O-N, on both of them. Pretty simple. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I want to say rest in peace to George Floyd. I want to say rest in peace to Brian, Brianna or Brian. Brianna, yeah, Brianna. Brianna Taylor. I want to say rest in peace to Ahmad Arbery. I would like to make a few comments concerning the difference between the Black Revolution and the Negro Revolution. There's a difference when you study the historic nature of revolutions. 
the motive of a revolution, the objective of a revolution, and the result of a revolution, and the methods used in a revolution. When it rains and pours, let me change the forecast, Lord. Give me the strength, hurricanes are more. If hurricanes are all that remain in store for me. Dang, I guess I'm a bang bang some more. Remember days of y'all, this day yes. for the law. But shit changes never in vain. For moms to get sane, pardon, I switch lanes for the sake of making sure my nephew live it up. I give a fuck if I That's important, y'all. Niggas dying if they try my position. I'm vision benevolence for the hell of it. Endless malevolence for the smell of it. Do you, you know, know the, the scent of? Oh, man. Um, Pierre, how you doing? Man, I'm full. I'm absolutely full and I'm on fire. Okay. That's the easiest way I can put it right now. Okay. So, uh, Houston, Texas, uh, I want to again welcome you to episode number 66 of the What's Next podcast. Um, so today, uh, you know, in lieu of what's going on in society, um, Pierre, I have to admit to you, like we, we, so Houston, Texas, Pierre and I, we met, uh, over the weekend to discuss a strategy in which we wanted to, um, approach this episode, right? Because I was originally looking to, um, holler at people that knew George Floyd. And we're going to talk to a couple of people on the podcast about that. Um, Pierre hit me on Instagram and said, Jay. I need to educate people. And I said, there goes the notion of what the episode should be about. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, listen, um, we're going to keep a couple of things similar about the podcast, and then we're going to add to it, right? Um, Pierre being a creative, I knew that this would entice him in a direction of creativity um, to be able to invoke change and education on the masses. Me being a creative, I already know where it took me. So um, what I think people should take from this episode, I'm going to go first, Pierre. Okay. Listen, um, as, a, as an educator, podcaster, as a human being, as somebody who's in a committed relationship, shout out to my wife, Kizzy Danae Farmer Dyke. Um, air horn to you, baby, because I just love you like that. <laughs> as somebody who plays on a team, we all have a position to play. Everybody has a position to play on a team. And in this game or this match, this war, this uh, on the team that you're presently on, you have a position to play. And I think people need to identify what that position is and stick to that. Yeah. Right. I don't think that people need to be doing any more than they should in their lane on their team. That's what you should take from this episode, Pierre. For me, that is. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, I think what I hope that people take from this episode is there is no silver bullet. You know, I I was sitting in the house probably, I think, two days ago and and I was getting a lot of questions and I was seeing everything on TV and social media. And I said, I got I got to text John. I got to text John because Mm. we got to get on air right now Mm. because education is the most important tool Mm. uh, to the progression of the community, in Mm. my opinion. And it's interesting that the first episode that we did was episode 33. And yes, sir. 66? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> so if my math is correct, that's double, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So if, my, so if I'm right, we should be bringing double the pain, double the passion. No doubt. Um, you know, my goal for everyone listening to this podcast or this episode is 
We're often asked, what should I be doing in order to progress the cause? We're often asked, is this the right way or is this the right, the right way? Right now in our country, we have people torn. I mean, we've, we're probably more divided now than we've ever been. So the question is just, it's not just how do we come together. The first question is, why do we come together? Mm. You see, right now we're hearing a lot of black, white, and, and racist, but what we're not hearing a lot of is humanity. Mm. So what we're gonna be talking about tonight all right, I may lose a couple of friends, but mm. we, on your way out, know that I still love you, mm. and now we're gonna get into it. Mm. And I don't think I don't think that uh, I think that my position will be clear. I wanted to, of all things, the most important thing I wanted to do was to control the narrative that I have to offer for this subject matter, and um, I wanted that. That's what I hope to do today. Yeah, is control the narrative, right? Um, of course, I started off the podcast with the theme song, Over Toast. But this song right here, when I heard it, Pierre. I would like to when I heard this record, I, I kind of knew where my mind wasn't and where my mind was at the same the time. Right? Because what my man, what our man, Easy Eve saying is saying in this record is that when you study the if you're prepared to get all in, the motive of a revolution. If you're prepared to get all in, there's only one way. By the way, guys, that that's Malcolm X on 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 the beginning of that record, right? And if anybody studied Malcolm X, you understand that he was only one way, right? The progression of the black race, and then he educated himself again and became open to seeing that Muslims were of all colors, right. all sizes, right? But he was always for the advancement of the black people. If you're not for the advancement of the black people, well, let me take that back. If you're not now in 2020, if you're not the, for the advancement of everybody in this particular situation, equal rights and all of that, you need to sit down. You need to chill. I'm telling you, you don't know what our revolution is. I had to get it to the second verse, y'all. Because you ain't heard the second verse just yet. We're going to be playing this record all night long. I'm no Fred Hampton Jr. Do you know who Fred Hampton Jr. was? Grass and Petulias. Revolution revolves around execution. Not involved, got to execute. Heavy. Heavy. You know, it's so interesting. One of the things that Malcolm was talking about um, when you are for progressing a cause, you know, I've talked to a lot of people uh, through this time in our nation that they're so angry and they're so emotional. And George, they're, they're emotional over George Floyd's death. And I tell them all the same thing. George Floyd didn't die last week. He has been dying over and over and over and over. He's been dying in this nation for hundreds of years. Facts. And so I'm okay with someone being emotional, and I'm okay with someone being angry over George Floyd's death. But when you're done being emotional, when you're done being angry, I only have one, two questions for you. One, what have you done for the progression of the cause? And two, what are you going to do for the progression of the cause? Because anger in itself will not change the George Floyds from dying tomorrow, the day after that, or the day after that. 
because we know that said anger did not stop George Floyd from dying last week. Facts. It takes more than emotion. It takes more than anger. What action are we putting behind this plan? Yeah. And, you know, um, with that being said, I'm not against the protesting because I believe that protesting um, is everybody's right to speak, to speak freely, pardon me, to speak freely, to um, exercise your thoughts, to exercise your opinions, to exercise what you feel in your heart. Right. Right. And so, uh, like I told my wife, um, I'm all for protesting. Mm -hmm. Right. But when it comes to the picking up the, of the stones, the burning of places, right? I, I don't, I, for me as a Christian, I don't represent that. That's not what I represent. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm on both sides of that fence. Okay. Uh, and I'll start with what you said first, which is protesting. You see, the black community has been taught uh, for so long in America that you need to protest how we want you to protest. So right now, even though it's violent, you will hear, why can't they protest peacefully? Well, let me give you a couple of reasons why they can't protest peacefully, or so they think. When they took knees, they were blackballed from the NFL. Mm. Yeah. When they locked arms, they were called sons of bitches by the commander-in-chief. Mm. You see, when they marched and when they voted, mm. their voices weren't, weren't heard. You see, when it comes to, you can't say you want peaceful protest, but then when you get peaceful protest, you say, that's not the way. Mm. When Kobe wore shirts protesting, when they signed their cleats protesting kids that were dying in the streets, mm. that wasn't enough. Mm. And so the same person that says to me, why can't they peacefully protest right now? Mm -hmm. You are the same person that was saying kneeling is unpatriotic. When mm. in actuality, mm. servicemen go to fight for one reason. Mm. Not for the freedom to agree with you mm. per your protest, mm. but for the freedom to protest within the law. Mm -hmm. You see, protest, being American, being American doesn't mean I have to agree with your protest or your reason to protest. Being American says I agree with your right to protest mm -hmm. because you have the freedom to do so. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to get too heavy before we get into the questions, but so, <laughs> you, you got me gassed up. Man. Don't do that to me. Doc. You got me gassed up in the white room. Come on. I would like to make a few comments. <laughs> oh, my God. Houston, Texas. This is the What's Next podcast, episode number 66. Pierre Simon was on episode number 33. Two times better. Two times better. The motive of a revolution, the objective of a revolution, and the result of a revolution, and the methods used in a revolution. When it rains and pours, let me change the forecast, Lord. Give me the strength, hurricanes are more. If hurricanes are all that remain in store for me, dang. I guess I'ma bang, bang some more. Remember days of your disdain for the law, but shit changes never in vain for more. It's only two minutes, y'all, but we need it. Yeah. I give a fuck if I quiet to wishing Niggas dying if they try my position I envision benevolence for the hell of it Admit malevolence for the smell of it Do you, you know, know the scent of Luxury Was no love lost Was no compromise Was no negotiation I'm telling you, you don't know what our revolution is Cause when you find out what it is You'll get back in the alley 
you'll get out of the way. You haven't got a revolution that doesn't involve bloodshed. And you I'm no Fred Hampton Jr., but a Fred Hampton shooter would have been at my bed. I would have been clapped the Ruger. I ain't been Laddie's dude. I never crashed without the tool. A nigga did dirt for pushing up grass and petunias. Revolution revolves around execution. Not involved, gotta execute them. Can't resolve, so it's death they choosing. I can solve it. The solution is all about retribution. When a scourge of just get just what they deserve, then justice is served, not destitution. Evolution. Prevails the ills of what ails the desolate set precedent. Wanna get to the root? Check the present tense. Check the president, nigga. Forget hesitance. Ten men can't do what, what seven, seven can. can, but never feel under man. Understand what is heaven said is definite. Um, so my uh 17 year old nephew, shout out to him. He want the song too. Okay. <laughs> Oh, 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 by the way, Houston, Texas, that, that record I'm playing is called Bloodshed by the Nice Guys. We as U of H graduates uh, knew this MC in 2000 and when, when we were at U of H, his name was Easy Eve Saint. He was a part of the collective, the Nice Guys. And that record is entitled Bloodshed off the Green Room EP. So my 17 year old nephew, right, shout out to him. He tweeted this the other day and I told him I was going to read this. He said, I don't know who needs to hear this, but a bad reaction to any situation is not good for anybody. And I, you know, I said, you know, at 17, um, I, found, I found that to be very profound, mm-hmm. a great insight. Um, and I don't know what he was alluding to that. Maybe, you know, at late, late night, sometimes I've been known to tweet, tweet, tweet. Right. And then you'll, somebody, once in a while, somebody will say something that'll make you raise your eyebrows and realize, hmm, there's a lot of sense to that statement, right? Here's what I want to do, fam. Um, my next door neighbor uh, was a graduate of Yates. And originally, I remember when we were talking about the strategy of the episode, I told you that I wanted to get in contact, and I put this on Facebook too, I wanted to get in contact with people who knew George Floyd, because I believe that is the narrative that he would have wanted to be portrayed if uh, if if people had to talk about who he was i wanted people that knew him directly to be like well george was this and george was that and you know right under my nose my next door neighbor went to yates right played football with him and i said hey man um can you uh can you can i call you on the podcast tonight and he was like yeah so i want to i want to call him right now and that's absolutely fine but i do want to make sure we get back to that bad reaction because i got i have something for Okay, okay, here we go. Is it ringing? There it is. There we go. I think may have that boost mobile. Wait a minute. <laughs> I feel something in my eyes. Dean. Yes, sir. What's going on, man? How's it going, brother? I'm good, man. Um, Thank you for answering my call. This is the What's Next podcast, episode number 66, and you're live with uh, myself and Pierre Simon. Um, I was okay, telling, how I was, you guys doing? All good, D, all good. They're great, man, they're great. Um, I was telling everybody that I wanted to talk to somebody who knew George Floyd, who had been alongside of him, somebody who had communicated with him, and little, on, little did I know under my nose, there you were, yeah. man. So uh, tell us about who he was as a person. Man, as a person, 
I could say he was a good guy, man. I mean, we all we all go through things, you know. We we face things in our life, but it's truly about our character and and what we choose to do at the point in time, you know. We change or whatever, you know. We had multiple conversations, and you know, Floyd was on another page. He was on a different page than a lot of people. You know, it's only a handful of people that look at life the way he does. He really had a lot of compassion for, well, the younger generation. Mm. You know, and, you know, he had some, some cold thoughts on it, you know, but it's passionate, you know. Yeah. He's a passionate guy. He's, I really, man. <laughs> It's breathtaking to be talking about him in this sense, man. You know, we're both 46 years old, man. I watched this dude through through, through Little League all the way high school mm -hmm. to college, man. You know, and I can remember on the football field practice, um, I was also playing tennis at the same time. So my tennis season would go over into football season. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of hard, you know, juggling it. Then the guys, you know, you coming out and <laughs> you can't get on this field. You're playing tennis. But, you know, Floyd had a different, he had a different thought on things. You know, he, he, he gave me that push. And and it's a lot of other guys that would say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. His, his size, his statue, and just, just his look would make you think that, oh, man. This guy here's a beast. Yeah. But the guy was truly a bear, man. Yeah. I mean, he's truly, truly a cub. Meaning, <laughs> 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 meaning, mean, yeah, in spirit, man. You know, he wasn't out to hurt anybody. Yeah. He wanted to see the best for everybody else. So I actually got a chance to talk to him, you know, a couple of months when he came out. And we basically just, you know, had a conversation about the younger generation and, and, us being able to pass something on to him without without either one of us um, shutting down, you know, it's it's kind of hard, but I, I can understand. You know, we came up to a different time, and you know, we felt like the grown-ups didn't know, you know, what was going on with us or you know what we were going through because it was a different time. But you know, we we seem to to be able to use like minds and and you know try to think of better ways to help these kids. Yeah. yeah. I know he wouldn't want to tear up stuff. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. You know, I, I know he wouldn't want to loot or steal. Yeah. Because, it, you know, it just, it takes away from, you know, what he really is, what he was really about. Yeah. It takes away from his character, truly. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because uh, we were actually, I actually said that, you know, with the protesting part, I have no problem with protesting because that's one of your first uh, amendment right, rights. Right, right. Um, but my thing was the looting, you know, um, and I told my wife the other day, I said, Hey, you know what? If it's a hundred people out there protesting at, at first I said 50% of the people were there to protest peacefully. I'm going to change that to 25% now because yeah. the other 75 people of that, of that, you know, situational hundred, you know, I seen some crazy IG videos the other day of, um, I seen some crazy IG videos the other day of of kids just you know and and I don't want to be I want to be race sensitive here right but Caucasian American kids just breaking cars and yeah. and and all of that and I just was like 
I saw that bursting windows. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. yeah. The, and go ahead. Go ahead. And, indeed, let me let me jump on with you too. So, uh, when it comes to rioting and looting, you know, I think it's important for us to uh, before we judge it. It's important for us to try to understand it. So I was talking to a good friend of mine yesterday, and I even heard Trevor Noah speak to something about this. If you are telling someone that they're hurting you and they're not paying attention, then you speak louder. If they continue to not hear you, then you speak louder. If they continue, then you yell. If after yelling, they don't hear you, you scream. If after screaming, they don't hear you, you try to push them off. If after that, they don't hear you, you try to inflict harm upon them. After that, see, what, what I'm talking to is... You're talking about a spectrum of rationality, okay? And and I'm not saying, so for me, I would never riot or loot because for me, it's not about a societal contract that says I won't riot or loot. For me, it's a moral contract that says I, won't, I won't do that. But in, before I hear people say why are they doing that, they shouldn't be doing that, the first thing I want to know is do you first understand why they're doing that? Because if you don't understand why they're doing that, you shouldn't be speaking on it. But you have a right. you have a population of people, and, and to Jr.'s point, everyone that's riding and looting is not hurting right now. I saw a guy mm. coming out of a, the van store with nine pair of shoes. This guy's not hurting. <laughs> he just wants some van shoes so he can skate. Right, okay. right, right. And, and, and to your point, it does take away from the overall cause, from the overall point of why we're there. But correct. It is impossible to say that they should not be doing that if you do not understand why someone mm -hmm. is doing that. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. I feel like I should just drop the mic right now. Wait a minute. <laughs> Where's the mic? <laughs> So, so Dean, uh, you know, I don't want to yeah, hold you long. Let's summarize. If you had to summarize um, how and what uh, George Floyd's would want his legacy to be. How would you summarize that in one word if you could? And you can use as many words. One word would be, you know, suffice. But if you if you if you didn't have one word, if you had to do it in more than one, go ahead and, and um and um say it. A God fearing man mm. with a light that shines so bright. Mm that somebody had to put it out. Mm. A God-fearing man, that light shines so bright that someone had to put it out. That's heavy. Mm. And that could be taken in many ways, man, but <laughs> the young man was about change and change for the better. Mm. So, I mean, that's... I feel like another person is gone that would open their mouth to help someone mm. or to to have someone to go in a better way. I think we're losing all of our people that would take the time out to work with the person who has nothing at all, mm. who has no shoes on their, on their feet, who would go and rob. He was the type of person that would stop them before they do that. And give them, give them, give them a way out. Basically, let them know that there's another way, and they feel comfortable with going that other way. Yeah, you know, most people could tell somebody something, and they still gonna go and do whatever the hell, excuse my language, they want to do. Mm -hmm. But he was the type of man to be able to share something with you, and it changes your perspective. 
He's yeah. a man of character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I, I it hurt it hurt me to watch the video. Man, it, it, I I almost tackled the TV. Yeah. And I I really want to say this, man. If it was my kids or someone else's kids, and five of them were together, one of them committed a crime that murdered someone. My kid and the rest of the kids are gonna get the same charge. Mm. They're gonna go to jail. It's deep, right? And it's you know it's it's hard for me to understand why this man didn't go to jail when the whole world and even the courts, even the judges, they're seeing the same video that I'm seeing. And if I see a man with his hand in his pocket and his forearm is flexed and he's mm. using a calm face. To me, you meant to kill this man. Well, and DG, and DG, your point, the reason why it's hard for you to understand it as well as the rest of the world, it would be like seeing someone's arm get cut and the blood comes out blue. I say that because if the blood would come out blue, everyone would be looking like, why in the world is this blood blue? Because mm-hmm. what we expect it to be, which is the social norm, which is what it should be, which is what is socially accepted is, this is what the color of blood is when it comes out. If it came out green, everyone would say, wait a minute, what's going on here? This isn't right. You see, you can't understand that, and I can't understand why this man wasn't in jail immediately because he's not playing by the same rules. He's not forced to play by the same rules. You see, imagine if if you at your job, or J.R. at his, or me at mine, if I could murder someone, and the only recourse for the next three days was I was fired. I don't mean to stop you, mm. but because I have the spirit of God in me, I don't think that I would make the decision to murder a person yeah, you mm. if I was you in that position. You wouldn't. Mm. Mm. And, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm speaking in the spirit and I move in the spirit. Yeah. Even with my job, I, I cut hair, I do AC work as well. And with my job, I move in the spirit. What's in my spirit to do? I got to do. If I don't do it, then I'm not doing what's asked of me. Yeah. I, you know, I don't want to put my belief on anyone else, but I believe in God. I was hit from behind on my motorcycle. I, you know, I literally was outside of my body and back in my body. So to me, everything is more, it's, 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 it's amplified for me. Yeah. Things yeah. are, things, things are, uh, it's meaningful. Every day that I wake up that I have breath, I'm trying to do God's work. Whether, I, whether I'm, you know, having a conversation with a total stranger on the street, I'm just sharing my testimony, and that's what all of us should do. Mm-hmm. And that's what Floyd was doing on these videos. Yeah. I'd encourage anybody to go look at his Facebook page and look at the videos that he uploaded. Well, well, fam, I appreciate your your time on the podcast. I appreciate you telling us a little bit about Floyd, man. Uh, I'm gonna talk. Well, I, I appreciate you guys calling me, you know, so that it could be heard, man. You know, because I know social media and and media period will will basically, you know, they find the worst of things just to say. No doubt. And they they won't talk to the people that truly know the true you truly know your character yeah. and you know we got to stop standing back not saying anything mm-hmm. if you know that man is a man of of great character let the other people around him know 
No doubt. You know, and that's what we should do as as black men. Now I'm going to go to this color thing. We need to stand up and be the kings that we are. Mm. And, and what, I'm, what I'm meaning by that is each one of us is our kings. And our, our wife, it's our queen. In your life, in your home, that's your kingdom. We're not being taught this. This stuff is being swept under the rug. These younger kids don't hear this. I'm mm. asking, I'm begging my, 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 my black men, let's stand up and be men again. When black men don't know what to do, we don't do anything at all, or we turn and run. I'm putting this out here. I don't run. I'm not a runner. Mm-hmm. I have fortitude. People look that up. God mm. has given us fortitude. Mm. So through adversity and pain, we're going to show courage. We're going to show courage. I'm not going to show ignorance. Mm. Ignorant is me kicking a glass in of a door that don't have nothing to do with the people that can change what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you if you go kick the White House fence down. I'm just saying, you upset. I'm not telling you to blow it up. Stop tearing up your stores mm. that you go and shop at, that mm. the people are struggling just like you for you to have something in your neighborhood. No doubt. No doubt. I'm just saying, rethink it. Rethink it, people. We had a man that kneeled for the same thing that's going on that happened to George. We had a man kneel. He went through three or four years of torment. Now everybody want to say, I'm sorry. This is me speaking out for everybody that don't say nothing that that this is bothering them. It bothers me too, people. I love you all. First Corinthians chapter 13. I appreciate you, fam. I'm going to see you in a few, fam. Yes, sir. Much love. You, uh, you guys take it easy, and man, I'm I'm with you guys. I appreciate what you guys doing, man. Keep it up. Appreciate it, man. Indeed. Peace Thank and you. blessings to you, man. Peace and blessings to you guys, man. All right. Yes, sir. All right. I would like to make a few comments concerning the difference between the Black Revolution... And the Negro Revolution. My name is John Ross Dyke the First. This is my man Pierre Simon. We're here on episode number 66, Bloodshed. Let's get it. We just had a guy, my neighbor, talk about George Floyd. Rest in peace to that king. Rest in peace to that king. Let me change the forecast, Lord. Give me the strength. Hurricanes are more. If hurricanes are all that remain in store for me, dang. I guess I'ma bang, bang some more. Remember days of your disdain for the law. But shit changes never in vain for moms to get sane. Pardon, I switch lanes for the sake of making sure my nephew live it up. I give a fuck if I acquire tuition. Niggas dying if they try my position. I'm vision benevolence for the hell of it. Endless malevolence for the smell of it. Do you know the set of bloodshed? Was no love lost? Was no compromise? Was no negotiation? I'm telling you, you don't know what our revolution is. Because when you find out what it is, you'll get back in the alley. You'll get out of the way. You haven't got a revolution that doesn't involve bloodshed. 
And you I'm no Fred Hampton Jr., but a Fred Hampton suitor would have been at my bed. I would have been clapped the roof. I ain't been laddies, dude. I never crashed without the tool. A nigga did dirt for pushing up grass and petunias. Revolution revolves around execution. Not involved, gotta execute them. Can't resolve, so it's death they choosing. I can solve it. The solution is all about retribution. Mm. When the scourge of the just mm. get just what they deserve, then justice is all about destitution. Evolution prevails, the ills of what ails, the desolate set precedent. Wanna get to the root, check the present tense. Check the president, nigga, forget hesitance. Ten men can't do what seven can, but never feel under man. Understand what is heaven said is definite. You don't know what a revolution is. If you did, you wouldn't use that word. Mm. A Hostile. Revolution knows no compromise. No compromise. Revolution overturns and destroys everything that gets in its way. Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Uh, Pierre, do you need me to read that tweet again? Yeah, yeah. Give it, give it to him one more time. Okay, the tweet from my nephew came a couple of days ago. I was originally supposed to uh, read this on the podcast on Sunday, but, you know, in God's time, we work with God's time. Um, so the tweet, the tweet said, I don't know who needs to hear this, but a bad reaction to any situation is not good for anybody. Yeah. So first off, your cousin is good in my book. He's 17, you said? My nephew. Nephew, there yeah. it is. So the fact that he's already trying to think past the point, he's already good in my book. You know, with that tweet, the first thing that we have to define is bad. And oftentimes, bad and good is subjective. You see, right now in this country, a lot of my friends that are questioning the, the violent protests or that are questioning the rioting or the looting, these are the same people that are happy to be American. And I say happy to be American, and they'll be the first to tell you that America is the greatest country. But you see, you cannot be happy to be American without first accepting and realizing that you could not have been American without a violent and vicious protest against a country that was oppressing you. You see, it is very difficult for those to understand why are they rioting and, and, and looting if they themselves have not been rioted or looted against. And I don't mean that uh, literally, I mean that figuratively. Mm -hmm. So, and I've said earlier, though I am not one, I would not go out and riot and loot ride and loot. I will be working in the community. I will do my part. I will make sure that the cause is progressed. Mm -hmm. But when I hear someone saying they should protest peacefully, remember, you would not be that proud to be an American and be in America if, in fact, the first Americans only protested peacefully. Mm -hmm. There was no protest peacefully. Sometimes there is a need and a time to take by force. Mm -hmm. so, um, so you have to define bad yeah. a bad reaction mm -hmm. because my definition of a bad reaction we've heard that we've heard the definition doing the same thing and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity mm -hmm. well i believe it was sam cook that wrote the song change gonna come and was in 1964 mm -hmm. if my math serves me correct how many years is that 36 plus 20 was that 56 years mm -hmm. 56 years ago the song dropped Change ain't came yet. Mm, I like the way you did that math, too. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I know you're a math man, so I knew you would appreciate that. But change hasn't come yet. 
Yeah. And again, I'm not saying that I'm for people going out and, and rioting and looting, but before you open your mouth mm -hmm. to say they should do it this way, remember that same country that you are proud to be a part of, you would not be a part of it if those same people did not riot and loot yeah. in order for you to be proud to be American. I'm so grateful that um, when we were, again, when we were strategizing, um, you mentioned um, being in the community. Um, I'm so grateful for the fact of being an educator because I think that it goes uh, under the radar for a lot of people. I think that people think that we're just babysitters, but, you know, we spend time with our black and brown babies and white kids, white babies too, right. trying to motivate them to think outside the box and, and be something in life, you know, and, you know, not take this time for granted. So um, on that aspect, I'm, I'm very appreciative to be in that profession, right. to have that title, to um, be influential in the way that I can be. So, so, I, so I got a question tonight, and I wanted to okay. ask Go you, before I jumped on it, the Go question ahead. was, and it was from one of my white friends, really close to me, we had the same territory, shout out to Kelly. Um, she asked, what can I be doing every day to, and allow me to paraphrase, every day to teach my children to be better people, to te basically to teach my children to understand everything that's happening and ensure that they grow up with full knowledge and understanding of the environment of social acceptance, racial acceptance, what can she be doing on a daily basis? I'm going to pass it to you first. You know, um, that's a really great question. Um, uh, I have to come in, I have to first preface by saying this. Um, you know, I was, again, I was talking to my wife about who had the harder job. Was it um, black people proving to white people that we should be equals? Or um, in this case, I want to add in this case, the other way around. Right. And um, one of the reasons why I was so hesitant to get out there and say, because I, I know it's a racial thing. Right. Um, I know it's a racial thing. Um, and at the end of the day. Somebody lost their life. Right. Right. And so for me, that's where I'm just like that type of injustice needs to be handled. The police officers need to be incarcerated. They need quickly. It should have been because like I like I like I like Dean said, like you've said, you know, if anybody else committed that type of atrocity immediately, immediately. Right. So um, I also believe that throughout our history, man, um, you know, white people have a hard time proving to us that they're not racist, even even the ones that, um, you know, that we know every day. So to answer her question, I think that, uh, you know, protesting peacefully, um, understanding, trying to understand, you know, sympathizing, you know, um, continuing to protest. I mean, because it's, it's for, the, for white people, it's, it's a delicate subject. When I, when, you know, for me, when I saw the kids, the white kids breaking uh, the police cars, I said, well, you guys are... That, that, to me, that doesn't prove that you are for the cause. Right. Actually, I'm going to take it a step further. Go ahead. Zero percent proves <laughs> that you're for the cause. Yeah, that didn't prove to me, oh, I, I see them breaking that car. Oh, because for me, I would rather they marched right. with signs, you know, with pictures of George, George Floyd on their shirts right. rather than to cause that kind, that kind of chaos. For me, that didn't prove anything. Right. So I would say just, you know, continue. First of all, 
I was listening to church this Sunday and uh, Pastor Jeremy from Hope City said, um, if you pray through, God will come through. Mm-hmm. Right. So first of all, we got to understand which way we want to go. We have to either be spiritual. Right. Or we have to be on the other side. But we can't we, we can be both, but we got to be delicate about it. I think that continuing to protest, continuing to let it be heard. Hey, you know what? It's not right. You know, signing petitions, all of that type right. of stuff. Um, and, and to that, I'll just add, for those yeah. that are asking, and I'll go twofold. For those that are asking, what can I do every day uh, to ensure that my kids come up with an understanding of, uh, of black, white, of, of, of it all working together? And that is acknowledgement, teaching. Just like we sit kids down and we talk to them about ABCs and, and counting this is something that plagues our country more than any other country on the planet. Mm-hmm. So I believe bringing awareness on a daily basis and showing our children, hey, this is a white person, this is a black person, this, they are different, but here is how they're the same. I think it's incumbent upon us to spend this time, and, and you know, you often hear that this is a very sensitive subject. Mm-hmm. I, heard, I heard yesterday, this is a sensitive subject for, for, for white people. And the fact is, if this is a sensitive subject, then we've already done something wrong. Mm. Because what's right should never be a sensitive subject. Mm. I've never heard someone say, you know what, I'm thirsty, and I want to get some water, but it's a very sensitive subject. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. It, 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 if it's right, and it should be anyway, then it should not be a sensitive subject. Mm-hmm. But what we have to do is, we have to, as parents, we have to be courageous, and we have to take on these sensitive subjects which should not be sensitive and we have to deal with them we have to deal with them daily because this is our world now and social media and technology is only amplifying it mm-hmm. even more now so yeah. Yeah. that's what i would add to it yeah um do you believe that we're on the verge of a revolution you know that's that's, that's interesting um if you ask so so before i answer let me ask you a question mm-hmm. does the earth revolve around the sun or rotate around the sun? I would say that it rotates around the sun. Okay. So you are correct, Mm -hmm. but it also revolves around the sun. Okay. Okay. So in order to rotate, the earth is essentially spinning on its axis and just spinning around. It is rotating. Mm -hmm. To revolve around something, that means that there is something in the center that is essential for you to, re- to go around in order for you to be effective, in order for you to receive what you need to receive. So the earth does both. It rotates and revolves around the sun. Your question, do I believe that we are on the verge of a revolution? I believe that we have already been in a revolution. Mm-hmm. The difference is, you heard Will Smith say when he posted, or when he, posted he said racism isn't new, it's just being filmed. Mm. You see, I think about mm. so. Mm-hmm. So, pardon me. So here is why the revolution is now about to take. I mean, take off with speed. Mm-hmm. Think about what happened of, with the woman who was in. I think it was Central Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy Cooper or something like that, and she basically pretended to call the cops, saying an African American male mm-hmm. is attacking me, and I'm fearful for my life. And and by the way. That only like got publicized probably ninety percent because of the dog. Mm. 
Yeah. What I encourage people to think about, it's not just the fact that we see a blatant case of a white female who is accusing a black male of endangering her life, but think about how many black males are in prison right now because they did not have a camera to record Amy Cooper lying, saying that her life was endangered. You see, the revolution being, or, or, or the catalyst to the revolution being filmed now, that's what's going to propel it. But here is the thing about warfare. You can go to war, and I don't mean physical war, mm -hmm. but you can go to war without tactic, mm -hmm. without strategizing, mm -hmm. without mobilizing, without creating a plan and implementing that plan, and you will for sure lose. And this is why I want to speak to the people that think that the answer is to just go and let me burn down, let me loot and ride. Listen, I understand your frustration. I've been angry for a long time. But when you're done burning down, how do you ensure that we rise from the ashes? What are you putting into place to ensure that our war efforts leads to results, leads to progression? What, what are those X's and O's? I would like to make mm, a few mm, comments mm. concerning the difference between the black revolution and mm, the Negro mm, mm. revolution. There's a difference. Listen, we're back in the white room, y'all. My man Pierre hit me, was like, man, I need that white room. I said, of course. The objective of a revolution. <laughs> When it rains, it pours. Let me change the forecast, Lord. Give me the strength. Hurricanes are more. If hurricanes are all that remain in store for me, remember days of your disdain for the law. But shit changes never in vain for moms to get sane. Pardon, I switch lanes for the sake of making sure my nephew living up. I give a fuck if I quiet to wishing Niggas dying if they try my position I envision benevolence for the hell of it Endless malevolence for the smell of it Do you know the set of bloodshed? Bloodshed Was no love lost Was no compromise Was no negotiation I'm telling you, you don't know what our revolution is Cause when you find out what it is You'll get back in the alley mm. You'll get out of the way mm. You haven't got a revolution that doesn't involve bloodshed. And you're afraid to do I'm no Fred Hampton Jr., but a Fred Hampton suitor would have been in my... I would have been clapped a Ruger. I ain't been laddies, dude. I never crashed without the tuna. Nigga, the dirt, but pushing up grass and petunias. Revolution revolves around execution. Not involved, gotta execute. Shout out to Easy e Saint. I can solve to the nice guys, Todd, Free, and Omar. Just what they deserved, and justice is served, not destitution. Evolution prevails, the ills of what ails, the desolate set precedent. Wanna get to the root, check the present tense. Check the president, nigga, forget hesitance. Ten men can't do what seven can't, but never feel under man. Understand what is heaven said is definite. You don't know what a revolution is. If you did, you wouldn't use that word. A revolution is blood. Revolution is hostile. Revolution knows no compromise. Revolution overturns and destroys everything that gets in its way.
Ladies and gentlemen, um, ladies and gentlemen, so, uh, episode 66, um, today, Pierre, is June the 1st, 2020, Yeah. and we have 213 days left in the 2020 year. What does that mean to you? Ooh, heavy. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's so funny. So, you know, I work in ophthalmology, and okay. 2020 was supposed to be seen as the greatest year Correct. in ophthalmology yeah. ever. Yeah. Can you define that right quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, yeah. 2020, a lot of people... No, 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 no. The, you're, you're, you said you work in... Oh, I work in ophthalmology, which is basically um, uh, eye treatment, mm-hmm. eye surgery, basically all things eyes, so mm-hmm. LASIK, glaucoma, retina, cataract, the works. Um, but 2020 was supposed to be seen as the year of ophthalmology, um, and... Th- 2020 is usually the standard to which we judge visual acuity. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting because I've seen a million memes on how it was the plan for 2020, but 2020 came along and like destroyed the mm-hmm. plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When in truth, if you think about it, 2020 provided for us exactly what we needed. Um, I don't want anyone to die. Mm-hmm. from COVID, but what, what COVID taught us was how unprepared we are as a world, but more so as a nation for a pandemic. What 2020 allowed us to do is stay home with our families, and you had more home-cooked meals. You had people spending time with their families. You had people getting rest for the first time and not only focused on work here in America. Um, but then to George Floyd, what 2020 allowed was for people who have either ignored or who were not privy to see what was going on for hundreds of years, now they begin to see firsthand event after event after event after event that this is not only being just talked about, but this is something that is happening every single day in this country. And and I'm going to pivot a little bit right here just for a second because it just came to my mind. There is nothing that angers me more then when I'm talking about the progression of the community and the progression of the cause, and someone looks at me and says, well, what about the people that died in Chicago? Mm. You're talking about people that were just murdered. Right, right. What about the people that were murdered in Chicago? Yeah. And I have to control myself to keep from throttling people that say that. And here is why. Uh, I posted the other day, criminals in any city of any race, they do what you expect criminals to do which is to commit crimes. That is their job, to commit crimes, okay? Those that are meant to protect and serve us, their job is to not systematically target, detain, harass, murder us in the street. That is not their job. So when someone tries to equate the two, what that shows me is really two things. One, they're naive or blind or purposely blind to what's going on or they don't want to know. So to your original question, what does 2020, the rest of it, include for me? Because I believe it's been a great year, a great year for understanding and knowing what's going on. For me, it's community progression, mm-hmm. number one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that progression comes from education, from mentoring, from fighting the fight and progressing the cause. And number two, obviously, you know, this is a creative platform. Yeah. I have my creative projects going on. I'm currently right now finishing the movie script. So 
But that's neither here nor there. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> you know we're going to talk about that. <laughs> Those are my two things that, that, yeah. that I'm concluding 2020 with. Yeah, yeah. I would say for me, man, um, you know, uh, they always take from historic events mm-hmm. and write my masterpieces, right? Right. And I would say for me, um, I wrote a project in, I would say, 2014, 15, right? I won't give the name because I think uh, I want to I wanna fine-tune it. But I wrote a project back in the day about the – so here it is. We've seen – rest in peace to Mike Brown, okay? We've seen uh, Sandra Bland. We've seen Freddie Gray. We've seen uh, um, Eric Gardner. We've seen Alton Sterling. We've seen – most important, we've seen. Um, oh God, his his name eludes me right quick. What's the young kid um, in Florida? Was it Florida? Uh, Zimmerman. Yeah. Are you talking about Trayvon? Trayvon Martin. We've seen these instances, right? And for me, it was really with the Mike Brown situation, where um, before we could get people that knew him, like we had, we had, um, we had a lot of people that knew George Floyd, right? And they were coming out right away and saying George was like this. George was like that. So that the narrative of who he was wasn't changed. And I started to think, well, the way they downplayed and, and, and berated Mike Brown, what, were the, what was the spiraling effect that took him downwards? Right. Right. And so I wrote from that perspective. Um, I'm going to dust off that, that script and I want to write from the perspective of a George Floyd and uh, rest in peace to uh, Brianna, Brianna Taylor uh, uh, and Ahmad Arbear. I want to write from those perspectives and show them in that light, in a positive light. And um, that's what um, I have up for me in the, in the rest of the year. And, and that's very powerful. You know, for me, uh, and this goes for my black friends, for my white friends, and really all of my friends, if you are enraged and angered about George Floyd because he died a week ago, we have things to discuss. We need to mm. talk and chop it up mm. because I need you to have been. So, so this is something that I'm extremely passionate about. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm going to say names and I hope I don't get in any trouble or get talk up or, 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 or get on any list after I say these names. But there's nothing that angers me more. And I told you I might turn up tonight, but I'm going to try to keep it calm. Talk up. So, <laughs> Always kill me. Listen, <laughs> there are companies that are putting out posts right now about their sadness or their they're so hurt over what happened in Minnesota over George Floyd. And I'm gonna name one in particular. The NFL. The NFL, you gotta holler at me. It is, it, it is imperative that you holler at me because, and I know I've already reproached commenting on your post that you posted in NFL, but you got to holler at me, and here is why. You posted a comment about how sad you are over what occurred in Minnesota, but your actions show different. Your actions show different, okay? So don't talk to me about how sad you are over what occurred in Minnesota, when for the last 60, 65 years, your actions have shown that you don't care about minority leadership. You, you don't care about females 
uh, uh, female ownership or female coaching. You don't care about minority coaching and minority leadership. Mm. So the NFL, you were the same person that blackballed the person who took a knee for social injustice <laughs> for the of police officers. So when you post that you are now saddened at what happened in Minnesota. You got to holler at me. And if you want to holler at me, you may hit me at, at Mr. Pierre Simon. I'm happy to fly. Wherever I have to fly, we can see the And I'm bringing the horns with me. But I'm, but I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not only coming at the NFL. I had, I, I saw a message today from Nordstrom. Mm. I saw a message today from PlayStation. Mm. And I have a PlayStation. Mm. I don't. Duty. Anybody want to see me? I don't. I don't waste my time on that. I do. I, I waste a little time. I waste a little time. But, but place, I, I saw messages from all these companies mm-hmm. about how sad they were, they were about uh, what happened with George Floyd. Mm-hmm. And my thing is this. You know how someone is or who someone is by their actions. Mm-hmm. So I say to those companies that posted something today, and NFL, like I wrote you in my reply, all those companies that are posting today, George Floyd didn't just start dying at the hands of the police officers. Mm-hmm. He didn't. Yeah. He's been dying for years in this country. Where were you all those years he was dying? You don't get a gold store or a thumbs up or a check in my book. Mm. You're not getting that ghost story until I see action behind your words. Your words mean nothing to me. Mm. Absolutely nothing. Listen, I boycotted the football season. When Cap couldn't get a job and, you know, came back to it after. But listen, I don't shop at Nordstrom's. You love them horns. And I ain't got a goddamn PlayStation. <laughs> <clears throat> I would like to make a few comments. We're back in a white room, Houston, Texas. Let's get it. Between the black revolution and the Negro revolution, there's a difference. When you study. As you can tell, Houston, Texas, I ain't even really got to tell you what song's on my mind. You already know it. Bloodshed. The objective of a revolution and the result. P.S. Simon to my right. My name is John Ross, Dr. First. When it rains, it pours. Let me change the forecast, Lord. Give me the strength. Hurricanes are more. If hurricanes are all that remain in store for me, dang. I guess I'ma bang, bang some more. Remember days of y'all. Disdain for the law. But shit changes never in vain. For moms to get sane. Pardon, I switch lanes for the sake of making sure my nephew live it up. I give a fuck if I quiet to wishing Niggas dying if they try my position I envision benevolence for the hell of it Endless malevolence for the smell of it Do you know the smell of black shit? Was no love lost? Was no compromise? Was no negotiation? Because when you find out what it is You'll get back in the alley You'll get out of the way You haven't got a revolution that doesn't involve bloodshed. 
And you I'm no Fred Hampton Jr., but a Fred Hampton shooter would have been at my bed. I would have been clapped the Ruger. I ain't been Laddie's dude. I never crashed without the tool. A nigga did dirt for pushing up grass and petunias. Revolution revolves around execution. Not involved, gotta execute them. Can't resolve, so it's death they choosing. I can solve it. The solution is all about retribution. When a scourge of the just get just what they deserve, then justice is served, not destitution. Evolution prevails. The ills of what ails the desolate <laughs> Wanna get to the root, check the present tense. Check the president, nigga, forget hesitance. Ten men can't do what seven can't. But never feel under man. Understand what is heaven said is definite. You don't know what a revolution is. <laughs> hold, on. hold on, y'all. Hold on. Let's catch that note again. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I feel so much. Oh man. Oh man. Um episode sixty six, y'all. Bloodshed. What's going on? Episode sixty six. Second time I've been with my main man JR. No doubt. You know, oh, if, you, boy. If, if you last time we were together it was one of the happiest times of my life. I had just published a book. Oh, for sure. Just finished the book tour. And this time we were together is one of the heaviest moments. Of my life. Listen, we're we're still going to come back again, right, and do more of these, but also talk about the ending of the book. Oh yeah, and the words of Shannon Sharp. Ain't no problem. Ain't no problem. Shout out to Uncle Shane Sharp. Oh, I love y'all. Ain't no problem. So, uh, listen, um, um, we've heard uh, from my neighbor Dean Hall Senior. he he he's he specifically said that he's not with the looting. Um, yeah. What he, and I've heard you on the episode talk about um, understanding why people are doing it. Right. Right. Um, I'm gonna take the opposite side. Uh, I I don't think that. See, the thing is this. When I saw that happening, I was like, "Damn, it's it's gotten worse." When they call in the National Guard, I said, oh, God damn. Excuse my French, but damn, it's, it's really bad. Right. When they put the curfew on in certain places, I was like, okay. Okay. Um, I haven't heard anybody talk about George Floyd. Right. So what, what, what is your thought process on the looting, your individual process on it? Yeah, so th- th- it's a very interesting thing to tackle an interesting topic to tackle because the first thing you're questioning is does it progress the cause okay george floyd dying it's not just a black man was killed at the hands of an officer it's this is something that has been repetitive over and over in the country. And how do we stop this but also progress the cause? So the first thing you have to ask is every single thing that I put on the left side of my equation. Mm. You're a math man, so you'll you mm-hmm. respect this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything on the left side of the equation of the equals sign, if it does not come together to equate to the solution, to the end result, mm. then are you taking away or are you adding to? That is a beautiful, beautiful analogy. And and so 
to that I say, and I started by saying that it's, it's a big answer, and I, and, I'm, and I see both sides of the fence, okay? So let me speak to those that are looting without adding to the cause. If you are out there looting and rioting, and you have not mentored one minority child, mm. you have not assisted or and or provided one scholarship, you have not volunteered or worked in your community one hour or one second. You have not worked to ensure that those that want to vote can vote and help them go to vote. Then you, sir, or you, ma'am, you are not for the cause. You are, by definition, you are an opportunist. Mm. And there's nothing worse for the progression of a cause than an opportunist. Because an opportunist will see, for example, George Floyd dies, now I have an opportunity to go and get personal gain. When the true, the true thing is when, you, when you're looking at a cause, it's not about me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what happens to me. Mm -hmm. It's about the cause. Yeah. To those that are rioting and, and, and burning down and looting and that are for the cause, I look at you and I say I completely understand I understand why you feel you need to do that. And I also say that I'm behind you. What I'm going to encourage you to think about is this. Even in warfare, and I told a good friend of mine this today, even in warfare, the infantry must always get their orders from those that are leaders. Coming back to teams. Coming back to teams. And I'm okay with you. Uh, 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 and let me phrase this properly. I don't have a problem with riding and looting if riding and looting leads to the ultimate goal and the ultimate cause and the progression of the cause. Because everyone that is against riding and looting, I ask them one thing. Are you American and are you happy to be American? If the answer to that question is unequivocally yes, then you cannot be happy to be American unless you're okay with riding if the cause that is oppressing you must be challenged because it was challenged. But burning down your communities is not the answer. Burning down buildings where there are kids sleeping, that's not the answer. Burning down the only grocery store where you have to eat and buy hmm. food, that's not the answer. Mm, mm, mm. And I understand the rage, I understand, I understand the heartbreak, the frustration, but I told a good friend of mine, and we've been friends for 17 years, she told me, she said, well, you know, Pierre, I'm not a social activist. I said, I understand, and I understand that you're angry now, but I've been angry. But until you take that anger and you transition that anger into action, then your anger is but only words and equally as bad as the opportunists that are doing only what's best for them. And these are harsh words that people don't like to hear, but these are facts. What I implore and ask every man, woman, and child to do is look inward. And before you judge the rioters, before you judge the looters, ask yourself, what have I done to progress the cause? Or more importantly, what haven't I done to progress the cause? Mm. When I was amongst my white friends, and I'm hypothetically white right now, when I was amongst my white friends, yeah. did I laugh at that joke? For those that, white, that work in predominantly white organizations, I ask you, don't send me a message saying that I'm sad about what happened in Minnesota just because you work in the same company as me and you're higher than me, and you're an executive. Because the very next question I'm going to ask you is, what have you done in our Minnesota? 
you've worked in this company for 25, 30 years. What have you done to ensure that there is minority representation in leadership walking across the stage so when I walk into a meeting, I can see, wait a minute, so I can be the CEO? I don't give two shits about your, uh, about your sadness, about what happened in Minnesota, if your actions have shown something different. Yeah. You, sir, and you, ma'am, are also an opportunist. You done got me gassed up now, Jr. I don't know man. why you did that listen, to me, man. Listen, man. Um, oh, man. Uh, you know, uh, I chose to keep quiet, man, because not necessarily keep quiet, but just look and see who's really who they say they are. Right. Um, this is, you know... It happens to um, Ahmaud Arbery. We hear about the RIPs. We hear about the rest in pieces. We see the pictures of who he was, the moments, the hours, right. the years before that horrendous crime. We hear about Breonna Taylor. Rest in peace to them. We hear about George Floyd. We hear people, this, these tears. And all I, all I begin to do is I begin to make sure that my moves are calculated. Right. Right. If I'm leaving this house, right, do I have my wallet? Right. Do I have my ID? As a as a licensed gun holder, if my weapon is cocked and ready to go, right. just in case. Just in case. Just in case. If it's cocked and ready to go and the police pull up behind me, am I oh Damn, maybe let me let me let me separate it. You know, and, and, and I'm just I'm just gonna be honest because for every incident that has occurred, I've tried to rectify what I feel might not be the way to walk, right. the way to talk. You know what I'm saying? And um it just it brings me back to this question that I keep asking myself is what do we keep doing that keeps putting us in this position? Yeah. You know. Why is it that, and, and of course, you know, the media and everybody will lead it back to racism. And I believe it is right. because it's been the same dark skin, just a different man, name, dark skinned brother, mm-hmm. whether it be Bo Kim, Bo Kim in, in Dallas, mm-hmm. when the cop busted into his house and bust off shots, he was just in his crib chilling. Right. What's the difference between me and him? Right. And, and, and for me, man, I just can't, I, you know, you can't continue to justify it. But what I, what I want to do is I want to continue in my lane because I feel like my lane is, listen, as an educator, when you get the, black, the brown and black boys, and a lot of times the brown boys are not speaking English anymore. Right. So, you know, yo necesito hablar español en la clase, but, I, you know, they want us to steer away from that. You right. know what I'm saying? So I'm just, you know, I'm... I'm so, so the question that you're facing is what a lot of people in our community are facing. And it's a zero-sum game. Mm. It's, it's if I comply, if I put my hands up, if I don't make any sudden movements, I die. Mm. It's if I fight, if I struggle, I die. Mm. So the question, and even it's if I do nothing and I'm sitting in my house in Dallas, I die. Mm-hmm. So we have entered a zero-sum game. Or if I may quote from one of my favorite movies, we've entered the end game. Mm. So the true question that people are asking, people that look like you and I, they're asking, what do I or what can I do 
to ensure that when I leave my home, yeah. and I may accidentally go through a rolling stop sign, that I can get home to my kiddos, mm-hmm. that I can get home to my wife, mm-hmm. that I can get home to my mom and my dad. Yeah. That's the question that people are asking. What can I do? Because A hasn't worked, B hasn't worked, and C hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. What's D? Mm-hmm. And it damn sure ain't all of the above. <laughs> yeah. Talk to me. <laughs> it, ain't all, it ain't all of the above. Okay? No doubt. So, so we have to, we have to, I liken it to D-Day. Mm-hmm. If you think about D-Day when they stormed the beach, um, it's, it's one of the days that everyone remembers because so many Americans died on that day. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the Axis forces, they were so prepared. They had barricades. They had uh, machine guns down the entire beach just ready. They had landmines. And this is what the minority community feels when they're trying to maneuver the red tape known as America. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, so, so to those people that say... Um, can they protest peacefully? To those same people I asked, when was the last time you stepped into an elevator and someone clenched their purse because they thought you would steal it? Mm. When was the last time you walked past a car and they locked their doors? Mm. When was the last time you went into a store to patron the store mm. and purchase some shoes and you were followed around? Mm. When was the last time you were questioned, how did you afford that car? Mm. So until you understand what it's like to be in the shoes of those that have been oppressed. It is impossible and it is not for you to speak on said oppression or how someone reacts upon oppression. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, In this moment, I'm thinking about this record, man. I would like to make a few comments concerning the difference between the black revolution and the Negro Revolution. There's a difference. When you study the historic nature of revolutions, the motive of a revolution, the objective of a revolution, and the result of a revolution, and the methods used in a revolution, when it rains and pours, let me change the forecast, Lord. Give me the strength, hurricanes are more. If hurricanes are all that remain in store for me, dang. I guess I'ma bang, bang some more. Remember days of your disdain for the law. But shit changes never in vain for moms to get sane. Pardon, I switch lanes for the sake of making sure my nephew live it up. I give a fuck if I acquire tuition Niggas dying if they try my position I envision benevolence for the hell of it Endless malevolence for the smell of it Do you know the set of bloodshed? Was no love lost Was no compromise Was no negotiation I'm telling you, you don't know what our revolution is Cause when you find out what it is You'll get back in the alley You'll get out of the way You haven't got a revolution that doesn't involve bloodshed. 
And you're afraid to do I'm no Fred Hampton Jr., but a Fred Hampton shooter would have been at my bed. I would have been clapped the room. I ain't been laddies, dude. I never crashed without the tool. A nigga did dirt. I'm pushing up grass and petunias. Revolution revolves around execution. Not involved, gotta execute them. Can't resolve, so it's death they choosing. I can solve it. The solution is all about retribution. When a scourge of the just get just what they deserve, then justice is served, not destitution. Evolution prevails, the ills of what ails, the desolate set precedent. Wanna get to the root, check the present tense. Check the president, nigga, forget hesitance. Ten men can't do what seven can't, but never feel under man. Understand what is heaven said is definite. You don't know what a revolution is. If you did, you wouldn't use that word. A revolution is blood. Revolution is hostile. Revolution knows no compromise. Revolution overturns and destroys everything that gets in its way. Episode number 66, y'all. Bloodshed, the What's Next podcast, a production yeah. of Still Visionary Inc. I got my man here, Pierre Simon. Yes, sir. My name is John Ross, Dr. First. Uh, it's, a, it's a heavy episode, right? And hey. so, um, uh, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Uh, it's a heavy episode, man. And, uh, you know, um, Pierre. Yeah. What I will, what I will pose with you. And so, guys, I hope you understand that, um, what we're going to do differently with this podcast, with well, with this episode really is, Pierre will be on a few more times because we, we want to make sure that um, that this, you know, in the month of June, right, I'm going to carry on dropping episodes, talking to the creators, but I got to I got to bring Pierre back to talk about this same topic yeah. and go in de- depth, right? Um, Pierre, what about, what should we be saying to the people that look like us. Man, you... <laughs> now you done jumped out there heavy now. Now listen, turn my mic down because I don't want to... I don't want to blast right now. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, so this is, this is a heavy question and a heavy answer. What should we be saying to those that look like us? Um... You know, this is very emotional for me because, like I said earlier, a lot of my friends are angry now because George Floyd died last week. And I tell them all, and I've said this probably three times in this podcast alone, this episode alone, he didn't die last week. He's been dying. There's only one thing that you need to answer for me, and that is, what have you done to ensure that he stops dying? So for me, what I want to tell the people that look like me is we have not done enough. Mm. We have not done enough. A good friend of mine, Derek Roberts, shout out to D. D texted me today and he said, Pierre, you know, the interesting thing is it's not just about voting. And by the way, by voting, we do not just mean the presidential elections. If you're not voting in local elections and midterm elections, you have already lost and you've already done something wrong. Yeah, I've done something wrong. I'm not going to lie. And we all have, okay? But it's not just about voting. It's about researching and vetting these candidates so we understand not only what they stand for, but why they stand for what they stand for. 
You see, everyone has a stigma about politicians because we know that politicians will do whatever they have to do or say in order to be reelected. Yeah. But yeah. see, the true cause of For the People says that even if I'm not reelected, I'm going to do and fight for the people because that is my charge. Mm. And I say the same thing to my people, which is if you are not fighting for the cause daily, weekly, mentoring, educating, providing financial funds and donations, providing your time, then I don't want to hear one mother. Wait a minute, we on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I might get juiced up now. <laughs> I don't want to hear one word that someone has to say about the progression of the cause, and here is why. If you look like me, mm-hmm. but you're not saving me from dying, then you only look like me. Mm-hmm. You are not me. Yeah. You're not a part of my family. Yeah. You don't want the best for me. You see, it is easy to talk and say, well, they could do this better, they could do that better. But the thing that hurts me the most about my community, two things actually, one is internal and one is external. The internal thing that hurts about my community is we are one of the only communities that don't put the ladder back down when we get to the top. Yeah. Which is super sad. The other thing that hurts me about my community, which is external, is every single person in this country wants to appropriate our culture. Mm. Until it's time to protect it. Mm. Shout out to my man James Din. He said that he told his daughter, everybody want to be black till it's time to be black. And I'm going to say it a step further. Everybody wants to be black until the cops show up. <laughs> Let me ask you. Um, damn, that, that, go ahead, go ahead. Because that question just eluded me. Go ahead, go ahead. So, to my people that look like me, what I'm encouraging you to do is... When you wake up tomorrow, and when you go to sleep tomorrow night, ask yourself, what did I do today to progress the cause? You know, I was talking to, I have a group chat of 18 guys. I won't tell you the name of our group chat because that would be, uh, that would be contrary to yeah. the purpose of this podcast, but yeah. you know, guys are guys. Uh, um, but I have a group chat of 18 guys, and two years ago, we were talking about mentoring. And one of my friends in the chat, he said, you know, guys, we can do a better job. Every man in this chat needs to be mentoring young minorities. And one of the things that saddened me the most, and I love these guys. They're good friends of mine, good friends of mine. One of the things that saddened me the most is several people had an excuse why they couldn't mentor for 30 minutes a week, Mm. why they couldn't call or text message. And... I begin to think to myself, well, we spend two, two and a half hours texting about absolute nonsense all day long. The least we can do if we truly believe in the cause is to mentor and stand in the gap for those that need us. Mm -hmm. Now, two years later, I'm happy to report that those same guys are now taking action into the community. Those same guys are saying, enough is enough. I have to do my part. Mm -hmm. And that's what I tell those people that look like me. Yeah. It's not enough to just be a part of the community if you're not progressing it. Houston, Texas. Uh, 
This is my man, Pierre Simon. My name is John Ross Dyke the first. This is Bloodshed. Listen, I'm not going to ask what's next because Pierre will be back maybe in maybe 68. 68? 70? <laughs> Sometime he'll be back this month in June to further this conversation. I think we need this. I think we need to talk about you know, um, just society, uh, our culture, our cultures, and what black and brown boys need to do to be um, looked at as equal, right? Uh, this is the What's Next podcast. My name is John Rose Dyke the first. This is my man, Pierre Simon. We went to U of H together. want to say go Cougs. Okay. want to say shout out to Easy Eve, Sane, and the Nice Guys, or rather the Nice Guys for the record, Bloodshed. I want to say that uh, I love you guys. Um, Pierre, I know definitely love you guys. Um, Pierre will be on this podcast a few more times, so we still got to talk about the ending of the book. Right, but um, listen, I do what I do for myself. I do what I do for myself. I do what I do for myself to prove that I can do it for others. Peace and blessings. Yo, I feel like 95, Sachi on my body, Biggie, Chicken, Puffy, all that ballin' is a hobby, and I'm wildin' in my wallies, and them valleys, no Pilates, more way get you more wet, now that's these Bumanti, my crystal ball, I see crystal, I crystal y'all with that, I saw the sign like Ace Space, that Ace of Space get cracked, we like, cheers to the money guy, the Willie nigga, who buy them bottles, and then they spill these liquors, yo, yo, salute my dude. I see you, dog. Five bottles, one dick. Why I need some rubs? I know I'm out of line. But love is shower time. You know it rose rain when your cloud is nine. Get off that high ass hussy. This a private party. Been on my dick too long. Your breath on private party. You gon' be nice and naughty. These walls on prices already. This the upper crust. Fuck us up. Over and over. Over and over. Over and over.